Same. <laughs> you got to have the dog in the picture. Dog has his own shelf over there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. We want to welcome you back to Thrival of the Fittest. We have been in hiatus uh, since – I don't think I've ever used that word, by the way. But I think we've been in hiatus since Thanksgiving. Is that right? Yeah, you've been saving a four-syllable word for when we got back. You've been waiting. Hi- Dude, I've been thinking about the word hiatus for so long. Um, and now I can finally use it for episode 38. Uh, we're joined by the whole Reset You team. Every single person is here. We got Ross. That's me. We got Glenn. And we got Ryan. What's up? Yo, yo. Um, we're stoked to start 2020 off with a killer episode. Uh, we're going to be going over the three simple steps to get back on track for 2020. Hit your goals. What did you, how'd you say it, Glenn? Get on the, get, get back on the rail. Get back on the rails. Get back on the rails. Three steps. That's all it takes to get back on the rails. Yeah. Um, so, uh, filming, this is January 2nd, right? This is January 2nd. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone I know in all of our group programs, uh, private high level coaching programs, just to have friends and family. Um, For sure. And uh, I mean, even my coworkers have fallen off the rails. Um, I didn't because I'm better than that. But like everybody <laughs> fell off the rails, got derailed. And why wouldn't you? Like Christmas this year fell on a Wednesday. And then yeah. you had like Thursday and Friday. Then you had a weekend. And then New Year's happens. And most people have just completely given up on their fitness plan, given up on everything. And they're looking for that date to get started. They're like, oh, I need motivation, and I'm going to start on Monday. Well, New Year's happens on a Wednesday, so Monday's pretty far away. And right now, you're probably doing the shit that you should not be doing and beating yourself up for it. And then, you know, making a fictitious date to start and building in this, this habit of procrastination. And hating yourself for it. And it's becoming easier and easier for you to push your date back and easier and easier to just be unhappy and fucking eat bad and not work out. Dude, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that slight jab at me and Ryan though. I know. I, I felt I heard that. I'm I'm like the slight disc king, dude. I'm always here, like just slight disc and everybody. Yeah. Um but like just so you guys know, um what we're gonna focus today a lot on is habits and habits are these awesome things that basically just automate your life the human brain can only take on so much you have this this subconscious level where you can't affect it that just kind of programs everything our brain is so powerful it's taking on so much at once that it has to automate most of our activities certain things like driving walking everything it's all automated um when you do use your brain when you're, you're making choices even some of your choices are automated. Um, your brain can focus on those choices instead and just automate everything else. It doesn't have to do so much work. Um, and then over, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, my habits were so rock solid. I didn't change. And then weaker individuals like Ross and Ryan, they broke their habits. They broke their habits. Um, so if you are like Ross and Ryan, don't beat yourself up. We're going to go over three things you can do right now to get back onto your habits. So everything is automated. And just like, you know, brushing your teeth, when you have a good habit of brushing your teeth, keeping your teeth clean and healthy, um, you don't spend a lot of willpower on it. It's not overwhelming or spend a lot of willpower on brushing your teeth. We got to make everything else in your life like that. So that way, you know, you're healthy and clean, just like your teeth. You're not dirty and, you know, gross like my co-host today. Wow, dude. Go ahead, guys. Dirty, we're dirty teeth now, huh? Yeah. Celebrate the holidays of family, and we're just dirty fucking teeth, huh? That's, that's dope. That's dope. It's last really not saw, dope. <laughs> it's the last time I hang out with my friends and family over the holidays. I'm just going to do my thing, stay on track. Yeah. Every single day. Well, I know I get what you're saying, um, <laughs> that you hung out with your friends and family, but yeah. See, the thing is, I hung out with my friends and family yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I just know in my family, I don't, I don't know how yours works, Ross. My family loves me for me, and not for yeah. like the alcohol I drink or the the desserts that I eat. They yeah. just love me for me, so it's not a big deal. 
well, um, you, you your didn't brag about different. your awesome family. My family was like, we're disowning you if you don't have some of this whiskey. And I'm like, shit, I don't want to be disowned, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Poindexter household, it's a rough household, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyways. So uh, let's, let's change the topic because I'm getting depressed over here. I don't have a good yeah. time. Go so let's talk about number one. Yeah. What is number one? What's the first step? Refocus is the first step. Refocus your brain. Get uh, get a plan to get to your goals. That is the first step, Glenn. That's it. So it's super important to, to refocus on your goals because – our subconscious is, is programming us to go do whatever we are constantly thinking about. And if you're constantly thinking about beating yourself up over the decision to not go to the gym or how you didn't wake up early, hit the snooze button or how, how difficult it is to go to work again and it's dark outside and it's cold and you didn't go to the gym or if you ate too many Christmas cookies or if you said you were going to only cheat for one day and you ended up cheating for a week, it's important to refocus on your goals and stop dwelling on those bad things because your body's just going to automate and go right back. Like the self-fulfilling prophecy. You're just going to go right back to that. Whatever you're thinking about on a constant basis, you're going to go back there. Um, so Ryan, cause you, you've been so talkative. I just want to get you a little bit more. You've been killing it with the talking. Now you know. Um, what kind of things should these people be focusing on? Well, you know, some of the biggest things I think people need to focus on is just creating, you know, very attainable goals for themselves, right? I mean, we, we always have this big idea of, I need to lose X amount of weight. Um, and it may look like, you know, this huge mountain you need to climb. But if you can actually sit down, create a plan, uh, and start coming up with small individual goals that make it easy to, you know, win on basically, uh, you know, it makes it a lot easier to stick to your plan um, and to, to continue forward, right? I mean, then, then you, before you know it, you lost maybe 20 pounds and 30 pounds and then you hit your goal before the end of the year just because you're focused on the smaller plans. Your, your focus is more now on the smaller habits, right? And the smaller habits than those, those big, scary, intimidating goals at the end of the, end of the road. Big facts. I, I, you know, like we would say, if you fail the plan, you plan to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we were talking about it before we started recording and shit, but uh, I think you said it, Ryan, but just making sure you visualize what the healthy you uh, does in order to accomplish that goal. It's not really just, it's not all about just getting to the goal. It's about the habits that that you does uh, on a regular basis. And you gotta, you gotta make those changes in order to get shit done. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, like if you think about a healthy person, um, like it just going to this, the grocery store, right? I mean, yeah. A healthy person. You think of yourself as a mindset of a healthy person. Are you going to go walk down the cereal aisle or the, you know, the cookies and, and sugar snack aisle? Right. A healthy pro- person probably wouldn't. Right. And then right. You'd probably go stick to the outsides, find the veggies, find the, the meats. And you know, that's, that's kind of like that visualization you have to start going through. Exactly. Yeah. So step one in refocus and and plan is is a is a huge one just for like that mental shift. Because yeah. if you're consistently focusing on how bad your state is and how bad everything is and how bad you've done and how sluggish you feel and how fat you feel or how low your energy levels are, how many bad decisions you've made, you're just gonna keep doing it. You're not gonna stop. And you've got to refocus on your goals. Um, and even what Ryan said, I feel like you got to go one step further. He's talking about like losing 10 pounds. Anyone who focuses on losing 10 pounds is going to fail long-term. You don't want to run from the pain when you set a goal. You want to set your goal for the exact number, exact amount, like that healthy body that Brian and Ross were talking about. You want to set your goal for that exact amount. That way, when you do, you know, hit your little micro goals and you add them up, you end up getting to your end goal because you've been focusing on that end goal the entire time. You've been focused on the healthy person the entire time. When your goal is to lose weight, you're going to lose weight. And as soon as you've lost weight, there's less pain. So now you're no longer motivated to keep going. How many times um, have you listeners at home, you know, said, I want to lose weight. I want to lose 50 pounds. I want to lose 20 pounds. And you lose 15 or 16, maybe even 20, and you gain it all back. 
because you're no longer in pain anymore. That pain that you had initially, the pain you feel right now is what drove you and it only drives you so far. But if you set your goal to be 130 or 20% body fat or healthier, a size six, you're going to keep driving all the way until you get that goal. You'll still hit your micro goals to give you added momentum, get the wheels turning and feel good. And then you'll end up hitting that last one too when you have the momentum. So right now, most people that we're talking to on January 2nd, they have no momentum. They're stalled, off the rails, beating themselves up and trying to figure out what the first step is. The first step is refocus on that goal. And the second step is to plan, right, fellas? Yeah, yeah. Before we get into that, I feel like we should talk about maybe I want to hear some things you guys do to refocus up. You know, I feel like some people don't always know how to shift their mindset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Ryan, do you want to start? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you know, one thing actually I I did, um, I just went to the store and bought one two days ago was I got another journal um, and just get picking up the habit of journaling again and just kind of oh yeah, kind uh, of refocus my mindset off of, you know, the Christmas and New Year's mindset of drinking and eating and totally and hanging with friends and family, right? Yeah, but, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, get a journal, kind of write, write it out. That's kind of how because my, I don't know, I, I get my brain all scrambled with so many thoughts and goals I want to do that it's just easiest to uh, bro, yeah. get it on paper. And then that's what I was going to say, man, like, like journaling and just any kind of form of meditation, man. Like it doesn't have to be like, like the monks do like, you know, meditation is dope and shit. You know, I, I meditate. I think we all meditate here, but um, I've read, I saw somewhere that uh, kind of like you were saying, Ryan, there's so many so much information coming into our brains all throughout the day, just because like we have so much access to our phones, our brains can only handle so much shit. And, you know, meditating is essentially closing all of those, those, you know, tabs in your brain. Um, you know what I mean? Um, That's good. You're, you're just getting all the, you're creating and opening so many tabs all throughout the day and meditation is closing those tabs and, and starting from, scratch and and refreshing your brain um so i feel like that is those are two great ways to refocus up just start your day with that journaling meditation glenn anything else to add i mean i do the meditation one i have a pretty strict morning routine that i follow that's basically a habit now um, where it'd be it'd be I feel like when you define a habit it has to be something that would be more stressful to not do than it is to do yeah. Um, so it's more stressful for me to not do Qigong and meditate in the morning than it is to do it. Right. Um, and one of the meditations I do is a future self meditation where I imagine myself accomplishing all the goals that I've set out for myself um, and go through like that day. So I'm vibrating on the same frequency. I feel that same like happiness. Yeah. And I start um, raising my standards too um, to not accept this, this current life and to like really, really, really want that, that future life. And that's like the one I deserve. That's part of it too, is you don't feel on a low, low, low level that you deserve to be in shape or you deserve that happiness of your future self. Um, when in all reality you do, you do. like you just need to have that plan written out to get there. And you just got to believe that's going to happen um, without a doubt. So that pretty much is like keeps me goal oriented the whole day when I do yeah. it first thing in the morning exactly. uh, to focus on like what's important to me, um, how good it feels to have obtained everything that I'm going into. Um, it also makes me super grateful too for the current day that I have because um, it's funny. Like we all like get afraid of the struggle. We get afraid of the pain, afraid of the failures that we're going to have on getting this big, scary goal. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you've obtained the goal, what do you always do? Like whenever you've obtained a big, big goal, you always look back and you're like, damn, I made it through all of that shit. Like that was part of the funnest part was making it through all those struggles. Like all the stuff that you made it through. Not that like your fitness and health have to be a struggle, but like that journey is the funnest part and you can't go back and relive the journey ever again. It'll never be the same. Well, exactly. Don't get to do it once. I think like when you fall in love with the process like that, man, like it's, it's just, 
you like you don't have to wait for your end goal to give you happiness you know like, yeah for sure you, you just know, fall in love with yourself along the way exactly it's like you know it's it's your it's your you know your system to basically stay happy rather than just like oh once i get this or once i reach this much money or drop this much weight or you know yeah then i'll be happy no like like when i was saying you know have that process you know find it in the morning it helps with your gratitude i love that one I mean, it doesn't really help to get my mind focused, but I love gratitude in general. Oh, dude, yeah, right now what you're grateful for in the mornings or at night or whatever, that's uh, that's awesome. That's the way to do yeah. it. See episode 32 on what are you grateful for? Oh, damn! Well, you... I don't even know if it's 32. Is it? Yeah, shit, <laughs> sure, dude. That would be that would be. I was impressed for a sec until you said, uh, "I'm gonna check." All right, Def- so while he's checking, everybody, definitely not episode 32. What was it? Uh shit i don't know uh all right while while ross is looking up what episode to look for like gratitude on um our thanksgiving episode where ross and i both cried on if you guys haven't watched it go back and watch it oh thanksgiving dude that was episode 37 that was our last one that's how long it's been since we've done an episode (laughs) yeah super far off yeah that Um, was a a good episode though you should go back and listen to that yeah cry filled episode i was Um, crying episode 37 good episode um so the first thing you got to do when you're planning is you got to have your goal. That's like your destination, right? You got to have your destination and like you got to have some play and write down the exact destination. Don't say you want to lose 20 pounds. That's like part of the road there. Write down your fucking goal. I want to be 130. I want to be 160. I want to have a six pack. Whatever it is, write that shit down. Write down the exact goal and then rework backwards and figure out how long it's going to take you. Then you have an exact date for that. If you guys don't know, um, in our Reset You programs, we usually have our goals set. This is when you have a good plan specific to your hormones and everything. It's usually 15 pounds. The first month is the lowest amount we'll have. It's usually 20 to 15. So we go with the lower number because you want to hit goals every single month that are obtainable. And then every month after that, our clients will lose 15 to 10. So we go 15 the first month and then 10 every month after that. So it's the lowest possible number that we would say hey you actually did what you're supposed to you hit your goal and mind you this is about doing cardio or cutting your calories anything like that so then it's very simple if you want to lose 25 pounds well in our program that's a two-month goal because 15 pounds first month 10 pounds second month just work backwards then you know in two months you have an exact date write it down circle it and then start going over what's the most important thing for me to do What's the number one thing that I need to do to start? And I don't want you to start with everything, right? I don't want you to go gung-ho because overwhelm is the number one reason why people will not hit their goal. And that's why you feel so overwhelmed right now. You feel like you have to work out. You have to go to the gym. You got to start dieting. You got to go to sleep early. You got to not hit the snooze button when you wake up. You got to do all these things. It's overwhelming. And it's just causes a, none of those are habits anymore for you. So it's causing so much stress. You want one thing, start with one thing, your core keystone habit and plan that out. For most people that we work with, it's either a meal plan or a to-do list, planning out your day. If you do those things, like if you have a to-do list, you'll probably put in going to the grocery store, going to the gym, whatever it is. To-do list is super easy to do. It only takes you 10 minutes. And for the most part, you'll probably follow it and you feel successful when you do it. It has to be something that's easy for you to do that you can feel accomplished and successful afterwards. Even if it's something small, like putting your gym shoes by the door, I don't care what it is. Something small that you know will lead to other good habits for me. Like the meal planning. You plan out your meals for the week, you'll probably end up going to the grocery store and buying those meals. Mm -hmm. Signing up for a gym membership. If you plan to do that, you'll probably end up using the damn gym membership. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, so start small. Like what are you, what are some easy keystone habits that you guys have? Uh, dude, I mean, for me, it's just, it's just waking up, uh, waking up early for me. Once I'm up early and I'm doing my morning routine, like we were talking about earlier, that just sets the tone for the rest of the day. Um, planning out your day, like you said. Um, but I feel like it, yeah, it's just little things like that, man. Like I've seen a couple times from some of our clients, um, who like don't even have like a gym membership yet. 
they've like slacked on that by like getting the gym membership. Um, and I feel like it's mainly just because it like, they're so confused on what, uh, like what to look for in a gym or they just overthink it. You know what I mean? Like what gym membership should I, or what gym should I go to all that? So just like, you know, make a list of the gyms around you, go to the gyms, pick which one you like best and just make it happen. Yeah. Don't even worry about at this point. Yeah. Going to the gym, just sign the fuck up. Just sign up to the gym. Do the small thing. Do one small thing. That's it. Don't get overwhelmed. Like Ross said, Ross is one thing. His keystone habit is literally waking up early. You know what happens when you wake up early? You get a lot of fucking time. Yeah. You get more shit done. Yep. All the time in the world. And guess what Ross does at that time? Normally some productive shit. Uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, Ryan, what's yours? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I like to go, before I go to bed, I actually write out my whole day for the next day. And like some of the, my to-do list, I get it all prepared. So that way when I wake up, I'm already set ready to go. Um, yeah, I already know what's on my game plan for tomorrow. You know, it's just a habit I got into. So my next morning, I'm not like stressed and worried about you know like you've been there like when you try to figure out something to wear in the morning yeah way easier when you just had it already planned out the day before you're like oh shit i already had that on the chair real easy i can just wake up shower get my get dressed right same thing with my day like yeah dude that's that's where i throw mine always on the chair gotta throw it on the chair Um, bro yeah dude i'm the same way if i can't if i don't write out my shit that i gotta do for the next day i just feel like lost you know what i mean yeah. My brain's so frazzled. I'm like, dude, am I supposed to be here? Am I supposed to be where? Like, yeah. You know, and, and I think that's just one habit that really helped me just kind of stay on track, you know, not necessarily even getting, I'm not even going anywhere. I'm just writing something down. Like the, the to-do list, I think it was the best savior. Because when you start crossing shit off that to-do list, like you get that little rush of dopamine or whatever coming through and you're like, hell yeah, I feel accomplished today. Right. <laughs> Yeah, dude, and everyone that's listening right now, everyone that's listening, every single person, everyone that's listening, can that's write a lot of people, list, and they can also wake up early. So, like those two things, that's one easy keystone habit. It doesn't have to be yours. It your keystone habit could just be like set out your workout clothes for the next day, because you know if they're out, you'll probably wear them, or put your workout clothes in your car so you hit the gym after work. You got those cars like. Just set yourself up for a damn win. Just take one small step. That's it. The smallest thing. Plan it out. Do that one thing. That's it. The rest of it will come. So important. Oh, yeah. 100%. So the biggest thing, guys, like I've heard so many people that like are looking for motivation. And a YouTube video might give you motivation for like 10 minutes. But motivation is going to come from momentum. So this one thing is going to get you momentum and there's nothing that drives us more crazy as human beings than feeling like we don't have momentum, feeling like we're stuck. We're not advancing. We're not getting any better or maybe even worse. You're getting worse. You're, you're backsliding. That's the worst feeling. That's how you get depressed and you get anxious and you feel terrible about yourself. The best thing you could do is get momentum, do one thing and give yourself credit for it. So, now that we know you got a plan, you got to focus on your goal. Ross, why don't you hit these beautiful people with number two? Number three? Number two. Show focus. Up, show yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show up is number two. Yeah, show up is number two. We can talk about that, haven't we? Sort of. We've been alluding. <laughs> all right, all right. So show up. Show up. Once you've planned everything out, number two. The second thing you got to do is show up. Yeah. Like when you build a plan, you're basically making a commitment to yourself. So when Ross sets his alarm for 4.30 in the morning, he's going to get up and hit the gym and do everything else. He's like Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg just mixed together in a handsome, funny, successful, like just shell. When you want to hit that Ross Poindexter, 4.30 a.m. rise and grind time, you got to stick to it. You can't hit snooze once you do it. You got to show up. So you've set up everything. Just show up. If you write your to-do list like Ryan said to do, and you don't do anything or you don't even look to do list the next day, you didn't fucking show up. You're writing a commitment to yourself, a contract to yourself. And you're going to feel terrible if you don't. 
you're going to feel horrible. I hope you feel horrible. If you set up to do one thing and you can't accomplish that one thing to get to your goal, then you don't deserve it. Honestly, like turn our podcast off. You didn't do the one thing. Beat yourself up for it. Maybe restart it. Get refocused on your goal again. Show up. If you said that you were going to sign up for a gym membership, sign up for a damn gym membership. You got one thing to do. Yeah. What's that like saying? Um, it's always on memes. You had one job. Like what is? That? Oh yeah, yeah. You had one job. I think that's it. I think that's the meme. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's a problem. It's like you couldn't even do that. Like yeah. you literally have one job. You put a plan together, and you said your one thing was meal prep. So fucking meal prep. That's yeah. it. Get it over with and do it. You're gonna feel successful afterwards. You're not asking to do anything else. We didn't say you have to do meal prep and do an hour of cardio and foam roll and stretch and you know wear get like new leggings no one said anything about that all you do was fucking meal prep do your one thing show up and the second second you catch yourself like thinking about it you're not going to do it or you're just going to procrastinate it just do it you know like nike just do it you know yeah i'm I'm rocking nike right now i want to know oh ryan is too what about you glenn you got nike on no, I must protect this house. Um, I don't know what their new slogan is. Yeah. Um, Under Armour. Oh. I'm like Under Armour head to, head to feet, honestly. Um, but like when you set up your one thing, you set up your plan and you've tied it to your goal and you've got all this like, this like happiness focused on this goal, you literally have a decision to make. Choice A, you do the one thing and you feel accomplished for it and you have momentum again. The like wheels on the train are moving again. You're back on the tracks, right? And you can take the next step after that or you can just stay there and keep doing that and solidify that habit. Choice B is to not do that thing and create another habit of procrastination, another habit of feeling like shit and then beat yourself up for it for days and make it even harder tomorrow. It's never going to be more easy than it is right now. And as soon as you do it, you'll realize, oh, my God, that wasn't hard anyways. Why don't right. I overthinking this? Right. It's so simple. Think about, like, little things that you tell other people to do. Like, oh, they tell you that they're, like, people come to you all the time, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm in a really bad relationship with this guy, and he cheated on me five times. Like, well, just break up with him. Yeah. It's so simple to us. And it's honestly, like, it's simple for that person, too, but they're just emotionally invested in this like cycle of just not feeling happy, not feeling good. Same thing like with your fitness and health. Like on paper, signing up for a gym membership is super easy. When you finish it, you'll be like, that's so easy. But there's this big cloud, right? Where you like think it's gonna be extremely difficult. They might try to sell me different things. You're just like your brain tries to play tricks on you and convince you that it's so much more difficult than it is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's something that's got to happen in order to, to make a change. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Nike. <laughs> Nike. <laughs> Nike. Yeah, and the other thing um, is once you've shown up, like, then we could take it a step further. But just focus on, like, showing up and giving yourself credit for that one win. Like, give yourself positive feedback and that sense of accomplishment for that one win. The, the whole thing about setting a habit is you have to have a positive reward. So if you do, or when you do, let's just assume that you're going to do it, set up your meal plan, or you set up your to-do list, or you wake up at 4.30 in the morning and you get it with Mark Wahlberg and Ross. Give yeah. yourself credit. You woke up in the morning with these two successful dudes, Mark Wahlberg and Ross Poindexter. You're doing the same thing they did. Give yourself credit for it right Dude, you're making me want to start waking up at 4 30 now bro shit talking me up quite a bit now i gotta actually do <laughs> marky mark bro <laughs> yeah like ross's new um it's metcon pre-workout videos are like 4 30 in the morning starbucks isn't even open yet ross is open for business just so you know <laughs> dude i'd be going to the gym at 12 bro I know. Think about how much work you can get done from 5.30 in the morning till 12. It's the best, yeah. That's a whole day. You can just relax the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. You would have to because of how much work you got done. 
That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> All right. So should we go to step three? Yeah, I think they're ready for step three. I think they're Ryan, ready. What do you think? I think they're ready too. You know, I definitely think they're ready. Was that a oh, lead, in for, lead in for Ryan or should I just go for it? Here, you know yeah. what? <laughs> step, step three, ladies and gentlemen, is to stack your habits. Ain't that right, Ryan and Glenn? Yes. It is. And like, really we, cool. like we always say at Reset University, good consistently is better than perfect sporadically. Exactly. Be exactly. consistent with these habits. Just take it a day at a time. If you messed up one day, it's going to be okay. Life's going to go on. Your plan isn't ruined. Just pick it back up the next day and keep going. Exactly. That's that's my take on it. I would love some other input. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going. I was going to say, Glenn, what's a stacked habit? I mean, Ross brought that up. You got to stack your habits, but like. So. Stacking a habit is when you have a solidified habit that's a positive habit, like a positively reinforced habit, because you're either creating good habits or bad habits. There's really like no in between. You're either doing something that's going to help you or something that's going to harm you or a destructive habit. Um, and once you've got one solidified where I, and I, like, I like to think that a habit is, it takes more effort to not do the habit than it does to do it. So things like, if I were to ask Ross, like, Hey dude, um, like how hard would it be for you tomorrow to not wake up at four 30? He'd be like, well, that's ridiculous. I wake up three sixty-five at four 30 in the morning and then go to the gym afterward. Or I asked yeah. Ryan, like, Hey Ryan, how difficult would it be for you to not, you know, go a week without washing your hair? He'd be like, well, that's just ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. I don't wash my hair. I use dry shampoo every single day and I don't wash it. Like that's, it would be harder for him to wash his hair every day than it would be for him to just put on dry shampoo because he's got a positive reward from that. He's got so many people tell him you have great luscious locks. His girlfriend is like, Oh my God, your hair smells like that amazing dry shampoo. And I love it. He's gotten all these positive rewards. It would be harder for him or like brushing your teeth. Ladies and gentlemen listening, it would be harder for you to go a night without brushing your teeth than to go to bed with boo-boo mouth and just wake up the next day smelling terrible, like with that gross, like bacteria-filled. What did you just call it? Boo-boo <laughs> mouth. Damn! Did you just make you make that up? Yeah, just now. Um, I like. That. But it would be terrible. No one wants to go to bed with boo-boo mouth. You want to wake up smelling, smelling fresh and clean every single morning. So once you have a solidified habit, stacking a habit is taking that one habit that you've got and anchoring it. So you'd set it up so that that one habit will help you solidify another habit. So you're stacking habits until your whole life is automated for success. I've heard people say that they're like, oh my God, Glenn, you're so disciplined. Or like, Ross, you're so disciplined. Whenever you see somebody successful, like they're so disciplined, oh my God. But there's no such thing as discipline. The difference between a disciplined person and an undisciplined person is a disciplined person just chose different habits. That's it. We're all run by habit. The unsuccessful person just has a bunch of unsuccessful habits. You can do it too. You're no different than anybody else. You just got to start building successful habits. Then it'll be easy for you to do the things that will help you be successful. So for example, Ross wakes up at 430 in the morning, every single morning, 365 days a year, Every single year without fail, Ross wakes up 4.30 in the morning, never changes the schedule. Doesn't matter what time zone he's in, he wakes up at 4.30 Pacific time, does it every single day. Never, ever, 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 ever does he wake up later than 4.30 in the morning. Something simple he could do after he's woken up is say he wanted to build another healthy habit and stack it on top of that. Like maybe, I don't know, brushing his teeth. Then... When his 4.30 alarm goes off, he could put his toothbrush right next to his phone. So that way he doesn't have gross smelling breath when he goes to the gym early in the morning boo-boo. or whatever he's doing in the morning. Yeah, boo-boo. boo-boo. Boo-boo breath. You don't want that. Yeah. So just by simply putting his toothbrush next to his alarm, he's now set himself up for success for the second habit. Or let's say that you wanted to build the habit of doing the to-do list at night. 
So before you go to bed, you already know that you brush your teeth every single night. You put your journal, like Ryan has, right next to your toothbrush. Now you have an easily accessible journal to write your to-do list in right next to something that you were going to do anyways. Yeah. We know it takes more effort for you not to brush your teeth than to brush your teeth. You're going to do it. Then you just do it. Or like in my morning routine, I do Qigong meditation and I write three things I'm grateful for all in a row. Right. But I didn't start like that. I started with one at a time and then got that solidified. So the first thing I did was just the three things I'm grateful for. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, I, I, that's very helpful for me. It gets me in the right mindset, but I want to meditate before I go to go to work in the morning. Boom. I'm going to do that right after I do the three things I'm grateful for. So like clockwork, it was easy to have that habit because it was stuck to the one that I've already solidified. It would be harder for me to not write three things I'm grateful for than to do, than to not do it. Um, so then I had two, then I just stacked on the third one, meditation. So for you, go through your day, figure out ways you can stack these habits, working out, stack phone rolling and stretching, stack going like meal prep, going to the store, everything else that you've done in your plan. And then after, you know, 11 days or, you know, 60 days or whatever they say it takes to form a habit. There's a lot of conflicting studies on this, ladies and gentlemen. But after a sh amount of time that we won't even say, you're going to have it built in as a habit and it'll be easy for you to do the things that'll make you feel successful. Totally. And you start to, you get to that point where like, if you shy away from those habits, you almost feel like guilty that, that you're not doing it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I try to meditate every day, but there's days that I don't. Um, and on those days I definitely like feel guilty that I, I'm not doing it, but that's a good sign because it shows that like those habits are built into me and I know I should be doing it. Um, you know what I mean? And you feel bad. So it's causing it's, you well, it's, it's like guilty, it's taking you know? effort from you. Yeah. It's harder for you to not do it than to do it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it's, it's focusing on that good consistently perfect sporadically thing, right? Like if you were to go and try to do all the healthy shit all at once, you might be perfect for like three days, but none of those are habits. Yeah. It costs so it's sustainable. much. Dude, it, it takes so much effort to do eight different things that you're not going to sustain it. You're going to lose willpower. You're going to break down and you're going to burn out and you're going to fail. Most yeah. people don't have a goal that lasts a week. And I guarantee you try to do all of it at once. You're not going to last more than a week. Yeah. And your goal is not accomplished. And then you hate yourself. You don't feel accomplished and you're, you're back to square one. Refocusing and looking at your goal again. Big facts. So stacking them so much easier. And don't compare yourself to somebody else who's already got all their habits stacked and they took time to do it. Comparing yeah. yourself to a Roth Poindexter who wakes yeah. up every single 430, morning at 4.30. days a year. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to compare yourself to a Ross Poindexter who's been waking up at 4.30 for the last seven years and he works out seven days a week. You don't want to compare yourself to that guy. He's nah. took years to build those habits. You will never it's be unfair. me. It's unfair to fair. do so. It takes practice. He wasn't perfect at it to begin with. It takes practice and it takes a bunch of failures. He's going to fall off. But remember, good consistently – it's much easier to get back on when you have those habits that cause you more pain when you don't do them. Like his meditation habit causes him more pain when he doesn't do it. So instead of falling off the, the, the rails, getting derailed forever, Just Ross can it. easily get back on the rails tomorrow or later today and be like, you know what? I missed it. No big deal. It'll make me feel better to do it. Do his meditation and be right back on the rails. Yeah. I never miss it though. Never. Not the waking up. That's the keystone habit. Sometimes yeah. you, you miss the meditation, but that's yeah. a weird habit, right? That's a, that's a stacked habit. But yeah. never, ever, ever has Ross James Poindexter ever woke up past 4.30 in the morning. It's not my fucking middle name. What is your middle name? Not James. Uh, I, was, I had like a 30% chance of it being James. 30%? What kind of statistic is that? There's no way. it was. That was like a 0.002% chance that was it. That it was James? Yeah. I think James is like the most common middle name in America. Really? Yeah, like if it's a girl, just say Marie. Because like more chances than not, their middle name is Marie. 
I feel like Elizabeth, probably women here. I feel like Elizabeth is like a super common middle name. Middle name? Females. Yeah, yeah. Not more than Marie. See, I feel like Anne. You gotta go with Anne. Like, you know, Anne. Anne's a good one. Anne. Anne's a good one. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Though, yeah, I don't know. I never really think about that. What's your middle name, Ryan? Speaking of getting derailed, Ryan, why don't you get us back on the rails <laughs> with uh, habit stacking tips? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, one thing I think. <laughs> what? What's so funny now? I don't know why we're laughing at me. <laughs> oh no, not we're not laughing at. I'm not laughing at you. I don't know what Glenn's laughing at. I'm for sure laughing at him because he's like, yeah. I'm laughing yeah. at the transition. <laughs> he's like thinking. He's like thinking of what he's gonna say. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. man. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um another yes, um so no i forgot i was just trying to rethink your question again so one thing i'd like to do for uh you know habit stacking is kind of creating my new identity with these new habits i'm creating so I have my brushing my teeth habit now i'm gonna say i never went to the gym but i'm gonna put my gym shoes and my clothes right next to my toothbrush so right when i brush them just change into those now i'm changing my identity into like a, a healthy person or a gym person you know what i mean yeah uh, and like you know you may be motivated at first but like you already mentioned glenn motivation kind of comes and goes uh but when you make it a part of your identity it seems to stick around a little bit more like like for football for in, for instance like i'm a huge football fan like i you know i tell people all the time like yeah i'm a niner fan you know like that's part of my identity and it's going to be part of my identity even though like i really have no correlation with the 49ers you know what i mean uh, mm-hmm. but it's my identity it starts I start thinking that way. You start thinking like, Oh, I'm a healthy person. And then yeah, your identity starts changing those habits. I, 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 I see where you're going with that. Like I want to be a Niner fan. I start buying Niner gear. I start yeah, watching the go. Niner. I start watching the Niner games before, you know, I'm a Niner <laughs> fan. This is, this is how bandwagon fans are so successful and yes. um, becoming uh, fans, Warriors fans. They just started watching the Warriors and started tweeting Ugh, about the war. They started tweeting fans. about the Warriors um and now they're transitioning the lake now they're transitioning into laker fans right now so they're don't get me started on on jerseys hey i'm trying to uh go off ryan's example here uh warrior (laughs) no one here is a warriors fan so oh i hate warriors fans you think like steph curry is the most lovable guy ever he's super humble he's got a little bit of braggadociousness in him he re loves like evolved the entire game to where everybody shoots like half court threes now and they draft undersized players he's super underrated went to an underrated college davidson was drafted super late and no one expected anything from him and he became the mvp won all these titles did it with like a he's a super good teammate and he's like handsome light skin like green eyes like Everybody loves Steph Curry. You think I don't want to be a Warriors fan? I would have loved to have been a Warriors fan. But no, I just stuck with the Lakers when we had, like, Lonzo Ball and, like, these terrible, terrible, terrible players. Brandon Ingram's first year. Now he's killing on the Pelicans. You think I wanted to be a Lakers fan when that was going on? No. No, I didn't want to be a Lakers fan. Kobe injured? You think I want to be a Lakers fan when Kobe's injured and we on anybody on the team? Ship out Gasol? No, it's terrible. It's terrible being a Lakers fan. I would have loved to have been a Warriors fan. It's amazing. Dude, we're Kings fans, bro. We've made the playoffs in 16 years. Yeah, man. We got There's some... a difference between being we even had over 30 wins in a decade. A torturous fan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you just shouldn't be. You shouldn't give them your, your time of day. Um, so I Googled. Uh, most popular boys' names, and number one is James, followed okay. by John, William, Thomas, David, Robert, Edward, Peter, or Lee. They're tied for eighth place. Mm-hmm. Christopher, Alexander, Michael, and Daniel are tied for tenth. Okay. Uh, most popular girls' names. Number one. We were all wrong. Whoa. Louise. 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 Yeah, this is middle names. Number two, yes, most popular middle names for girls. Number one, Luis. Number two, Rose. That's a that's a common one. That's a good one. Number three, Grace. 
Actually, that's my niece's middle name. I should have guessed that one. Yeah. <laughs> so coming in at number seven is Marie. Where was Elizabeth? Is that not on there? <laughs> uh, at number eight, Mary. But I think Mary and Marie are like the same thing. The same, basically. So if you combine them, they're probably up at like two or three. Um, <laughs> Jane and Elizabeth tied for fourth place. Oh, fourth? Wait, 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 wait. I, it gets better. Number five is Anne, spelled both different ways. So this is kind of messed up because I feel like Anne would have won, but they're like, oh, it's A-N-N-E and A-N-N. Like, you know A-N-N. what I mean? It's A-N-N. No one should have it. The, the Marie and Mary split is like splitting votes because they count those as two different names, but like, it's really, it's the same thing. Like, come on. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess. Yeah. Have you ever called a Marie Mary before? Tell yeah, you it's not true. the same damn thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty much the same thing. It's like calling somebody like Antonio or like Anthony. Anthony. Like it's the same thing. Yeah. Same name, dude. Like my middle name is literally Portuguese and it's supposed to be Antonio. Somebody calls me Anthony. Like it's the same thing. It's the exact same name. That's true. Anyways, um, but, like, who would have guessed Luis coming in number one? Luis. <laughs> if you're a listener right now and you're listening to this and your middle name is Luis, you got to comment for us. Let us know. Because I've yeah. never heard. Maybe it's Baby when was, Boomers. When was that list made exactly? Was that made, like, back in the 1980s or something? Got to be. Got to be the back. 60s. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't check. I didn't check, the, like, the, the quality of this. Uh, September 18th, 2019. Okay. I don't wow. know the source, but like, must have been a Luis that wrote it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait! Top <laughs> middle names of the decade. Ooh, there you go. New decades coming around. So let's see. From nineteen, Marie was number one, and from nineteen hundred to nineteen ten. Nineteen hundred to nineteen ten. Yeah. And 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 um, the decade after that, and the decade after that, she's number two. So Marie's just kind of killing it. She's one of the top ones. Anne took over in the twenties, took the top spot, and the thirties. Marie jumped down to number two. This is by decade, guys. And I know you signed up for fitness content, but we're gonna finish this. <laughs> uh, in the fifties, Anne first, Marie second. Lynn coming in at number three. It's a pretty common one. Yeah. Uh, Anna Marie again. Yeah, Anna Marie again. Anne Marie. I've heard Anne Marie before too. Anne Marie's probably the most common name. Seventies. Marie takes back over Anne. My mom was a sixties or fifties. In the eighties. In the eighties, Marie number one and number two. This is important, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm an eighties baby. In the 90s, this is important for you, gentlemen, the yeah. number one middle name of that decade, Marie. Number two, Nicole. Number three, Anne. Number four, Lynn. Number five, Elizabeth. Um, and in that same decade, number one middle name for boys, James. So when I said James, it was like I had a really high chance <laughs> of it being James. Yeah, yeah. You 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 – Proved your point, but my middle name's Alan. A L A N. They didn't even start. Um, so, wait, wait, wait. 2010 to 2005, Marie's number one. Yeah. James is number one for men. Add, 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 add. That's as far as it went. Nice. Whoa. So, Census. On, a, on a different list, Marie is number one. Um, so do you think that they like, cause Mary wasn't on there. They must've like merged them. Yeah. I don't really care to be honest. I know. I know. We went on a tangent here. I mean, <laughs> I say we, I say we, I say we, but it was me with Google. Shouldn't have never done that. And I apologize for everyone listening and Ross, I apologize for your time. Ryan, wow, apologize that's for good. your time. Oh, you're good, man. I learned something new today. But yeah, if you guys ever want to guess. A middle name for a guy, just say James, and say if, James. for a girl, just say mm, Mary. Yeah, just say <laughs> Mary really quick because it could be Marie or Mary, and like they'll just be like, "Oh yeah, that's me." That's Marie. a good. That's a good tip as well. Hey, I wanted to end this podcast with a little poem. 
as you guys, we've never uh, we never ended one of the poem for. I, I as you guys know, I, I'm a fan of cats, and so for Christmas, I got this. I got this book. It's called "I Could Pee on This," and it's a it's a book about cat poems. And so, the first poem goes like this: Her new sweater doesn't smell of me. I could pee on that. She's gone out for the day and left her laptop on the counter. I could pee on that. Her new boyfriend just pushed my head away. I could pee on him. She's ignoring me, ignoring her. I could pee everywhere. She's making up for it by putting me on her lap. I could pee on this. I could pee on this. Snap, snap at home if you can. That was a good one. Yeah, so I've been I've been developing a habit of uh, putting this next to my bed and reading a poem to my cat every single night since I got this. That's really oh. dope, man. I'm really happy for you. Did you yeah, have it stacked that with your cuddles? With I, yeah, I have, it, I have it stacked the shit out of it. I'm stoked about it, too. My life is better since I did that. That was worse than the middle name rant. <laughs> Terrible. Well, I can read another one. It just proves how bad cats are. Whoa, cats are great. Hey, I made a poem for dogs just just now. Let's hear it. I'm loyal and love my master and would never pee on anything in the house. That was, that's it. That's a shitty poem. You got to get deeper than that. I'm not going to stop to that. All right, all right, all right. I, I just wrote a second line. All and right. I protect my owner. And I chase balls and catch frisbees in the air. My cat does that. And... I'm amazing at cuddles, but only do it when my owner lets me. And I never, ever, ever, ever hold a grudge against my owner. Cats on the a good act. second line. Do you want to make a third line? I, I'm pretty sure I could. I'll read another one. It's called, I lick your nose. I lick your nose. I lick your nose again. I drag my claws down your eyelids. Oh, you're up? Feed me. <laughs> Terrible. What are you talking about? I'm gonna. If I'm you're curious, if you're curious, uh, I didn't write this book. I don't. Um, but if you wanted to own this, it's called "I Could Pee on This" and other poems by cats by Francesco Marchiliano. And that will do it for episode 38 of Thrival of the Fittest. That was dope. We should do that every episode. <laughs> Can't read more cat poems. <laughs>